If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies. And so I watch them and I tell you about them, save you the horror of watching them yourselves. (sighs) Thank God. Thank God. But before we get into this week's scary movie, um, did anything scary happen to us? IRL. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Su- surprise, surprise, I got COVID. <laughs> um, for anybody who listens week to week, last week I mentioned Joel had COVID and that I maybe was feeling a little under there, but maybe not. And then, I, yes, I was that night. It became very clear. Yes, in fact, I feel sick. Next morning, woke up very sick. Definitely, definitely had COVID. Still have COVID. How, how sick do I sound? Do I sound sick? Not too sick. Not but too I sick. can hear it. It's faint. I can it's hear faint. it. It's it's a little bit in the nose. It's a little bit in the mm-hmm. nose. Okay. I I um. What I just reminds me of one of my very favorite things when I'm watching a TV show um, is when you can tell if the actors are sick, but it's not like a storyline, you know, mm. it's just like the actors sh- showed up to work that day. I, you have mentioned this before and your powers of discernment are unbelievable it's to like me. It's like the stupidest thing, but I, I'm absolutely obsessed. I think it's because of the way it like inevitably breaks the fourth wall when when you can be like, John Hamm has a cold. Like I like lo- I fucking love it. I love it. I don't know why. I just really enjoy it when I can I'm tell because I'm like, oh, look at them. They're acting through their sickness like they have to because they were on set that day. And they- I mean, I wonder if we're doing that now. Probably not as much. Hopefully, you know, showing up to work sick. Anyway, um, so yeah, I've I have COVID. I got COVID, but I'm feeling so much better. I'm on day um eight, Monday eight, and they say after ten days. You're good. You're good to go. So Joel is on his 10th. Joel's done t- day 10. He's he's good. Well, I guess maybe I'm on day seven then. Whatever. Um, it, it, But I will say, you know, it's not fun. Henley, you've had COVID. Mm-mm. You know. Mm-mm. I had not ever had COVID. And thank God for vaccines. I'm so grateful for vaccines because it still totally sucked. And mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. How much worse it could have been. Even just the anxiety portion of like, you know, not once did I worry, am I going to have to go to the hospital? That would just be so stressful. And what a crazy thing that we're still experiencing. And I just feel very, very lucky 
to have gotten through it okay but also just like heads up guys try not to get covid because it sucks it does suck it sucks to be sick i hadn't been sick i hadn't sorry henley i hadn't been honest to goodness sick in like over two years and it sucks. Please apologize to me about that. I just, you just keep being sick and I feel so I bad. Because <laughs> um, I got sick once and was like, nah, I hate this. <laughs> I'm such a baby. I like immediately started crying. I just like, you know, I, I'm just a huge baby when I get sick and I had forgotten. And also Joel had never really seen it. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm about to be so annoying every single day until I feel a thousand and then I'm going to be annoying because I feel better and I'd be like oh I'm not sick like I just am such a fucking drama queen so we're we're riding it out it was a little bit scary just to have just to fucking get sick and to get COVID but oh I can't wait for those antibodies I can't wait oh my mm-hmm. god <laughs> they're rushing they're rushing through your system oh my god I can't speak. fucking wait it's the light at the end of the tunnel I actually I actually I don't think I've ever cried while being sick um I mean maybe as a child I did but I have no memories of it but when I got the stomach flu this year I cried and said to Tim I grabbed his arm and said I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) because I felt so sick and I knew I knew it was just gonna get worse like I knew it was gonna get worse before it got better such a bad feeling and I just was like I don't want to do it like I just don't want to do that but I have no choice that's that's really like that's a that's what I'm part about being sick that's like god you just feel so powerless you just are Mm -hmm. like I'm like I have to go where this takes me I have no choice and that Mm -hmm. is a scary thing Mm-hmm. It is. Um, mm-hmm. And you also like you get a little, I think, actually depressed when you're like, I think it does sort of do that to your brain. So it's, you know, it's just harder to mm. bounce back yeah, from. Right. And also it's, you know, sorry, I don't again. Sorry, Henley, I don't have a, a baby, but um, it's really boring. <laughs> it's really it. fucking boring <laughs> um, <laughs> to just be like you can literally can't leave your house. I know we've been in a pandemic for two years, but to be like, no, I can't. I can't leave. I have the thing that they're telling everybody not to get. I can't leave my house. I'm fucking bored. And I like really, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do some pro, you know, do some projects. Like I had no energy to do fucking projects. Like anyway, I did my nails yesterday because I, I'm going to be better soon. And I'm like ready to fucking go. They're gorgeous. Thank you. They do a little description. They're like a cloud blue. They're Um, cloud blue. It's actually sort of more of a green. Um, It's a, it's a, a light, Green long claw, <laughs> long claw. And listeners, this is also a video episode on our Patreon. So I did some checkerboard. You take a, some, some faint checkerboard on these two. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Anyway, that's what happened to me this week. That's all that happened to me this week, and it's going to be the highlight. I, I'm never going to shut up about it because I get so annoying when I am sick or have been sick. So sorry, everybody. What's up with you? You know, I get like a god complex. This me not having COVID I can't believe up it. until now. I'm uh, the final girl of our friend group. Yeah, it's true. Truly, the actual final girl. Yeah, and I'll have moments of thinking like I must be immune. Mm-hmm. I must be a special chosen human <laughs> you being. Are. 
that is completely untouchable. And then I'm like, well, now I'm going to get it because I thought that. Sure. But then I still haven't. But maybe now that I've said it on a podcast, maybe that's now it I is, will. That's when you say it on a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's when it comes I, I comes thought true. maybe that was me too. And I was, I was excited to like really put it to the test. It's like, Joel, I live with someone who has COVID. Here we go. We mm-hmm. will find out. And yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not immune. I'm sure that I'm also not. Come over, Sammy. Let's prove it. <laughs> <laughs> let's kiss on the mouth. I'll kiss you. No, you know, I don't want to do this to you. <laughs> okay. What, Sammy, what about you? Did anything scary happen to you this week? Well, mine's a little cruel. Oh, if for Emily's, cruel. Emily's sake. Cruel? Cruel? Cruel. 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 That You'll word. see why. Cruel. Cruel <laughs> is a good word. But no, it's that I went to go see <gasps> Top Gun yes. in 4D. Yes. 4D, not 3D. 4D. 4D. Oh, Emily, you were really looking forward to that. Yep. I'll but see you it. you can still I will go. see it. I, yes, I will see it. But I was supposed to see it yesterday and oh. they did not. <gasps> I know. I know. It. I'm sorry. And like, it's got. It's okay. Me. It's okay. Such good reviews and so much hype. It literally, and it's like, it's true. It's the best oh movie ever. <laughs> I, I, I think, I mean, honestly, like, I, oh my God, I can't wait. I, it's like, I, I would love to have already seen it, but even just knowing that I will, that I will see it and it is so good and I know it's going to be so good. I don't even Something care to look people, forward to. I don't even care that people are telling me that it's, I, it couldn't possibly be spoiled for me. I, okay i do not feel this way and i will not see this movie so we should 100 percent do this as a bonus episode where you guys tell me about what happens no 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 every no it's not it's not about that henley it's not about that it's about experience it's not about that it's not there's no (laughs) point to doing that henley it's about experiencing it no okay let me tell you okay first of all 4d you guys if you have not gone to a 4d movie top gun is the one to do it for it's Literally, it was probably <laughs> the best movie going experience of my entire life. I had what? so much fun. I laughed like a five-year-old child basically start to finish. So the the point and what 4D is, is your seats move like a roller coaster. So and so crazy. you're being like wobbled around while you're in flight. Which I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nonstop and the seats like go back for. like when you're when you're accelerating. So it's like, ooh, so you're like oh on the plane <laughs> in the fighter jets with with Maverick himself. That's wild. It didn't make you feel nauseous or sick at all? Well, you're not supposed to do it if you're pregnant. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. It's so fun. It's so funny. There's when there's like fight scenes with like uh like shots firing, then there's like lights that flicker in the theater and then there's smoke that comes up by the front ah! of the screen. Like it's so funny. A very immersive experience. That's I That's amazing. Was delighted in a way that I haven't been in a really long time. And it just I don't know. I truly can't recommend it enough. It's expensive. It's like almost $30 a ticket. But you're getting a roller coaster. But it's worth it. And I truly, I'll go again. I'm going to end up spending like probably $100 on Top Gun tickets because it's just, there's... Right into Tom's pocket. Right into Tom's pocket. Yeah, that's the scary part is that it's like a very like pro-military movie with led by a, a, a problematic man who's like just inarguably one of the greatest movie stars of all time yeah, uh, look look we know where i stand we know where i stand scientology's bad therefore you know he's bad and also he's one of my favorite people to ever have lived he's I just fucking love a him. fucking star he's he is a star so talented 
His commitment, his commit. Nobody commits harder than him. Nobody ever. No. Has ever done it or ever will. And it shows in the movie. So <laughs> I love him. The reason that it cannot be described is because it's the visuals. It's all the visuals. He wouldn't do it until they agreed to do it all with real jets. There's not a single green screen in it. There's no CGI. Like it's all real. And Wait, it's what? fucking crazy. Wait, it's what? Crazy. Wait, they filmed in a jet, in a fire. All of them, all of the actors had to take like jet training. They Henley? all, there was a lot of actors that threw up every single day because they're going like <laughs> eight G's. It's insane. I just can't believe it. Henley, how many Mission Impossible movies have you seen? Um, approximately two. Approximately. Okay, that's better. That's better than what I was maybe going to think. I was worried you were going to say zero. Henley, he does all of the oh, stunts he oh, does yeah, 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 them yeah yeah, 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 yeah. for real yeah, 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 yeah. for real yeah yeah in the newest one that's come that's going to come out next year which uh, they already released a teaser for thank god he rides a motorcycle off a cliff he does it for real <laughs> motorcycle off a cliff he's turning into who was the famous person in like the 90s late 80s who would do like the daredevil evil guy Knievel? evil Knievel. Yeah, it's turning mm. into Evil Knievel. Sorry, does yeah. that diminish it's it? Superhuman. <laughs> it sort of does. Actually, I don't, I don't know shit about to. Evil Knievel. No, it's okay. It's okay. I just, I, I'm so excited. I love him so much. Yeah, I, he's so special. What would you do? What would you do if you were in an elevator with him? So start sobbing. <laughs> I would cry too. I think I would have a. I think I would have a panic attack. I think I would like start hyperventilating. But he would be so nice. He's he like, would be. He's so one of the, the nice. people that I feel like is always down to meet a fan. He's <laughs> as so, someone like, who because he, he's a has robot. Like he's just like not real. He's not like a real. But human. he has that reputation of being like one of the most personable people who oh, just makes you feel nice. like the only person in the room when you're speaking to him. And he's like he like gifts people who do movies with him like cars and so he like has no concept of like what life is. But he's very nice. I don't know him. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listeners, see Top Gun in 4D. Henley, it. what's scary with you this week? What's scary with you? <laughs> What's scary with me? Um, I was really racking my brain for something more fun to talk about. Well, oh, okay. So, well, okay. So I guess I'll just talk about, I don't think I've talked about this. Have I about how my new conversational podcast that I listen to is the deep dive with June, Diane Raphael and Jessica St. Clair. You have not talked about it. Okay. Well, guys, I'm, mm. I'm really on this conversational podcast kick. And it's almost like I, well, it's not almost it's as if this is just how it is that I cannot be alone with my thoughts anymore. And yep. so and so I must always I must always have a goddamn podcast on. So I'm like, mm. burning through poog. <laughs> like that's, burning through poog. that's yesterday's <laughs> news, like moving on to the next one. Wow. And, um, so I talked, I did, I do, I do remember I talked about Jesse Klein's new book, um, a few weeks ago and she was interviewed on the deep dive with June Diane Raphael, who's one of the hosts of how did this get made and is married to Paul Shear, And she's also in Grace and Frankie. And then Jessica St. Clair, who is an actress who's been in a few sitcoms. And I didn't really know much about either of them before starting to listen, but they're both 
moms. <laughs> Sorry, there's so much mom content comes from me. <laughs> um, but I moms one of make my, up a lot of the people in the world, and I think it's great. It's one of my number one interests now, you guys. Sorry, being a mom. Sorry. Um, and they have kids that are more in the like seven year old range, and they're just fucking hilarious. And they have a really funny dynamic, and fa- they're all about being like extremely open and honest with each other, and just being like the the idea of the podcast just came out of them like having these very intense dinners together as like a friend group where they talk about like really intense shit and they were like let's just do that on a podcast because Jessica mm-hmm. St. Clair had breast cancer that she survived June Diane Raphael's both of her parents died suddenly so they've like Ooh. dealt with a lot of very intense grief but they are like so funny about it and so lighthearted but then also will just cry and I am here for all of the emotions I am down for all of it again very specific very niche I'm not sure this would be for anyone I don't think it would have been for me a year ago but right now I am deeply enjoying it and both of them I'm like please be my goddamn friends like i think i feel they that should way be so lucky i think i feel that way more about them even than i do about kate berland and jacqueline novak watch out kate and jacqueline i know <laughs> which is like a real hot take and i know people really care about what i think when it comes to who i be friends with yeah. on podcasts but that's where i am with that and then also just wanted to say i've been reading more thank god finally um haven't been able to read for years years mm-hmm. and man it brings me a lot of joy How, and i just read a book that did not bring me a lot of joy but i powered through it like such a fucking page turner empire of pain Did you guys <laughs> that doesn't sound like <laughs> um it's called empire of pain if you can believe it it didn't bring me joy <laughs> i didn't edit it it didn't lighten things up for me empire of pain it's extremely disturbing and upsetting but it's like a a very it's a it's a comprehensive biography of the sackler family like their rise and fall of the sackler family who are the owners of purdue pharma and are like literally the the, the architects of the opioid crisis and oh my god and the Patrick Radden Keefe is the author and he writes it in this way that's just so deeply compelling, like so thrilling, just fucking like cannot put it down like so. And I rarely feel that way about nonfiction. And yeah. this definitely whew, it is dark. And then the thing that's really crazy about it is that the um, second generation or the third generation who ends up really like fucking things over real hard. Um, mm. They're just like it's it's just like um, uh, the Roy's. They're literally the Roy's. Oh, right. Yeah. Like they're so incompetent and so stupid and probably they're worse than the Roy's in the sense that they're real responsible for murdering (laughs) (laughs) like directly responsible for murdering tons of people but they have the same mindset of like we're the smartest people in the room we are deserve everything that we've been given and we've done nothing wrong we've never done anything wrong scary those are my two things that I wanted to talk about this week i'm i might check that out i've been wanting to read more nonfiction lately i feel like i read a lot but 
am I learning anything? It's like, I'd kind of no. like to kind of like to learn something while I read. That's interesting. <laughs> am I learning? That's what Tim's mom says that when I'm like in a binge of reading too many, just like the kind of dumb fiction books. She's like, it's like eating cho- too many chocolate chip cookies. And it's true. When you're just like reading the same type of book over and over yeah. again, you're like, this actually, is, I think of it as being good for me, but then it's actually not. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not, it's, it's like TV, but a but- little bit more requires a little bit more mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay it's okay but it's no, like i okay. want to sprinkle in some nonfiction too yeah i want to okay. sprinkle it in i, I just sprinkle mean it in. i just mean you know life is hard <laughs> you can enjoy things you can eat cookies yeah but in to enjoy things you know you know you gotta have sprinkle a little challenge here and here and there right don't you think? Sure. We all find challenge in different ways, though. I'm just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't like this. I don't like this that you that you can't enjoy things too much. You can. OK, there's no cap on enjoyment. All right. Okay. It's that it's that it's like, is it enjoyment? I think is my that's that's exactly. And that's exactly. a good question. Is my question is like, exactly. am I having a am I feeling good about this? That's a great question to ask. I love asking that question. Because I do that with TV, too. It's like, I'm mm-hmm. not even enjoying this anymore. Yeah. Th- the new season of Stranger Things came out, and Joel and I keep, every night, we're like, I guess, do we have Stranger Things? No, and God, last night, we no. were like, we don't want to. Why do we feel like we have no, to? I'm like, we don't want to watch it. I refuse. It. So we're not going to watch it. Because I don't want to. My job basically hinges on whether Stranger Things does well or not. And I don't want to watch it. Here's no. the thing, Henley. It will. <laughs> I don't need to watch it for it to do it. People are going to fucking watch Stranger Things. No, I I'm don't exaggerating. That's not directly true. But man, Netflix doesn't have a Netflix lot of can. Netflix is struggling a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, they did spend not... a lot of money on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should I just like play it in the background on mute so that Henley gets to keep her job? No, I don't <laughs> want to watch Stranger Things. I mean, I literally don't want to watch it either. Like, I, I don't um, want to. Either. So I won't. So I won't. I can think of something else you guys aren't going to want to watch. Ooh, okay, ooh, tell ooh, us. Ooh. And that's this week's movie, which wee, wee, wee. is Friday the Thirteenth. Came out in 1980. Can you believe we have not yet covered this film? A real classic, uh, a staple of the genre. I can't. When you that. brought it up, I was like, Shocked. "No way have we not seen this," but. We haven't. We haven't. No. It was directed by Sean S. Cunningham, written by Victor Miller, starring Adrian King, Robbie Morgan, Janine Taylor, Harry Crosby, Kevin Bacon, and Betsy Palmer. Well, oh, Kevin Bacon's in this? I, I had no idea when he showed up on screen. I was delighted. Yeah. This is one of his earlier roles. I think only, um, what is it? Animal House, I think, was his like first big role. That was two years before this, but this was before huh. Footloose, so is is early. Wow. Early Kevin Bacon. Have you ever met anyone else whose last name is Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> I I know someone whose last name is Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But that's all that I can think of in the in the meat last name <laughs> department. Because he's so famous, you don't think twice about it. But imagine meeting someone whose name was just like Ann Bacon. (laughs) What I often think about, too, is like we're so used to saying celebrities like full names, you know, like Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. But you ever stop to think about like Leonardo? Yeah, Leonardo is intense. His name is Leonardo. Anyway, it's weird. No, I don't know anybody named Bacon. I don't know anybody named Bacon. Uh, 
but I'm excited to talk about this movie, maybe. And what I also want to say, this is a video episode. And I haven't been able to do this for the whole pandemic. I've been, I have been co- coveting everyone who can do this. So jealous, mm. green with envy. And I can now do a thing that, that I'm going to do right now. And it's partially because I can. And it's partially because I might have to blow my nose during this episode. And you better believe I'm going to slip behind this bad boy. And um, here we go, baby. <laughs> uh, wow, that's a gorgeous picture of our beautiful Rob. Emily just pulled up for anyone and who's it, curious. Look, if I have to blow my nose. No, you got to go real far back. I got to go real far back. Well, I, I just will. But um, for now, I won't because there he is. It's making me feel like I look nasty, though. So I actually maybe don't love it. Um, okay. I'll tell Friday you. Friday the 13th. Tell you some some stats. So mm-hmm. we've got a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 22 on Metacritic. <laughs> so oh, my low. God. And a 6.4 on IMDb. What the fuck is going on on Metacritic? <laughs> I don't know. Weird. Uh, the budget was 550000 and it went on to make $59.8 million. Okay. Not Holy too shabby. Shit. And some trivia. It was the 18th highest grossing film of 1980, facing stiff horror competition from such high profile releases as The Shining, Dress to Kill, The Fog, and Prom Night. So not even the highest gross- grossing um, horror film of that year, even though that wow. sounds like a lot of money for 1980. Mm-hmm. And there are 12 Friday the 13th movies. Oh my god. It feels like there's got to end up being a 13th. Yeah, that's a great point. A real interesting <laughs> place to stop at number Craziest 12. <laughs> <at> 12. <laughs> um, but some of the other ones that I I feel like I feel like we we talked about when we did our slashers bonus episode, we, there was a little segment on Friday the 13th and I mm-hmm. feel like it told us or showed that some of the Jason movies, some of these movies are kind of all about getting the craziest kill, like that that his murders specifically are like so Mm. over the top, ridiculous, like almost like Final Destination style, like just the most gory, crazy kills. And so I like that it has this a little over the top element to it. This movie doesn't as much, but I think they get crazier and crazier as they go on and so (laughs) i just wrote down some of my uh ones i'm curious about the one of the final ones is one in which jason goes to space (laughs) oh (laughs) love it does Uh, he put a helmet on over his hockey mask or a hockey mask on over the helmet great question i i gotta know i gotta know that one is (laughs) not well reviewed but Mm. i'm curious and (laughs) there's one called jason goes to hell (laughs) Curious about that. And then this is my favorite. There's one called Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Stop it. It's like Home Alone 3. Oh my God. It's the so Muppets. funny. That's very fun. These movies came out basically one right after another, starting in 1980. From 1980 to 1989, eight of the movies were release- released. So there's basically one of these came out every year. Wow. I wonder if that's one of the reasons why, I mean, because it didn't do so well when it first came out, but I feel like it's such an important movie that we've all heard of that's a household name. It did name. do well. I mean, it made 59. No, no, no. But but you said that it was, wasn't it like beneath all those other movies? 
like the shining and I guess so, Prom but Night, if, for the studio, I can't remember if it's Paramount or not, but it was the second highest grossing for that studio. So it did okay. well. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. Where does it rank in popularity with, um, with Nightmare on Elm and, uh, Halloween? Halloween? I don't really know. I know that Jason is just one of the iconic killers. Like whenever mm-hmm. you see right. a little compilation of killers, it's Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers and Ghostface. And when do Freddie and Jason start hanging? Collaborating. (laughs) (laughs) When do they become friends? I think there's a movie called Freddie Freddie versus Jason. Why would they become? Oh, it's versus. They're not friends. They're fighting each other. They're enemies. It makes. It feels like it would make far. I mean, I guess you'll get into it. You'll tell us what Freddie's deal is. But Jason, wait. Sorry, you'll tell us what Jason's deal is. Freddie exists in dreams. It feels like it makes far more sense for Michael Myers. And Jason to team up. Jason to team up. They're both mask wearing. Must have been a right, rights issue. Must have been more convenient. <gasps> ownership mm-hmm. and ownership thing. It's like Marvel versus DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. We're going to have to cover all of these movies to find out. <laughs> I can't agree. We could, I, can't I think, wait. probably do this and Friday the 13th and Halloween for the rest of the year like there's enough of all of those movies wow. uh, nightmare on elm street i mean is how that many listeners do you think we would lose if we only <laughs> <laughs> those movies for the rest of the year well they're all different movies of course i think people could be interested but we'd probably lose some yeah well i can't wait to find out what this guy's deal is you guys are gonna be surprised i think it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Goodbye, what happens in this movie. Okay, so let's get into it. So we start in 1958 at Camp Crystal Lake. It looks absolutely beautiful. Yes. I mean, it does look nice. Um, have you guys ever been to summer camp? Yeah. No, I was too scared to go to summer camp when I was little. But I never did like a classic like camp camp like this style, like cabins, like how in The Parent Trap, which I always really loved that camp. Yeah. I did day camps. I guess I did do I was I was forced to do a few sleepaway sports camps. Mm-hmm. I hated those. I went on sixth grade science camp and Ooh. I remember the popular girls in my class were like furious that you we weren't allowed to bring razors to shave our legs with. I wasn't shaving my legs yet at that time, but they were. And sure. it was like at the time where they were like, wanted everybody know that, sh- that they shaved their legs. And they're like, oh, I can't believe I can't shave my <laughs> legs like I always do. Yeah. What am I for two days? I can't shave my legs. Uh, That's going to be disgusting. For two days. For two yeah, days. It was literally like a weekend. That was remember skintimate. It was like required. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember Nair? Did you guys ever nair? Yeah, yes. I didn't nair. I was scared of that. Or wait, does it just dissolve it or is it wax? No, it's like chemicals. You guys, you know, my sister dumped nair all over my head when I was uh, like two years old. <laughs> oh, my God. And my mom had to bring me in and get my hair cut. And she was like, they thought I was like abusing you because like your hair, like, uh, like acidified. Did it like d- dissolve your hair? Yeah, it I don't I mean, I don't know the details, but that yeah. sounds like a like urban legend. No, that really did happen. <laughs> that really did happen. I have no memory oh. of it. I feel like Nair, I, I haven't looked into it, but it can't be good for you. <laughs> no, it's definitely not good for you. And I also remember this one good for you healthy one. The same popular girl in my class showed up when the buses were like coming to get us. She showed up to school that day and head to toe leopard print. <laughs> <laughs> What a bold choice. And a, like a leopard print cowboy hat too. Yes. <laughs> and at the time I like judged her so hard. I was like this bitch. And now I'm like, that's iconic. Like incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Wearing head to toe leopard and just screaming about how annoying it is that you can't shave your <laughs> yeah, legs. Sixth grade. Absolute queen. It was like, must have been a Shania Twain era. My first thought was Shania Twain. Crossroads mm-hmm. or like that, you know. Jesus. Wow. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Amanda, where wherever you are now. God yeah, bless you. God bless you. What a choice you made. I respect it. Mm-hmm. What an identity to have. Um, but so, okay, we're at Camp Crystal Lake, 1958. We're getting the iconic which I didn't know that that was from this movie. Uh, so. I would like let I would pay you to record that, and I would like play it as sometimes. like sleep music. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's effective. It's a little creepy. But so we see the camp counselors. It's um, nighttime. They're singing around a fireplace and two of the counselors sneak off to go hook up in a storage room or one of the other cabins that's 
not being used and they start to have sex. This is going to be our first little hint of always be stressed, never be horny. That'll be a common thread throughout this film. The 80s were big on that in horror movies. If you were fucking, you were going to die. And we see a POV shot of someone coming into the room and them noticing. And we're just seeing them like talking straight to camera being like, we weren't doing anything. Uh, We were just looking for uh, extra supplies or whatever. And then the Mm -hmm. guy gets killed you just seem like (laughs) you don't see what happens and then again the pov is chasing the girl that's in this uh cabin and she's just running and flailing in such a way that's so overly dramatic and big and there's nowhere for her to go there's no door there's just basically empty cardboard boxes in the direction that she's trying to run away from the killer and so she's just flinging herself into boxes screaming like where can i go (laughs) and of course she does not get away and she is also killed what was this movie rated is it like graphic or gory at all or do they sort of i'm sure it was rated r shy away from no yeah it's gory not terribly but i think for 1980 it was pretty graphic okay and then we cut to friday june 13th Present day, so 1980. Oh! So these murders happened in 1958. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. So we see a uh, woman walking up to a iconic looking gas station. I feel like this reminded me of Cabin in the Woods. This is, I feel like there's always this mm-hmm. like rickety looking gas station that starts mm-hmm. off a horror movie. It happened in um, Hills Have Eyes, X... Yep, 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 yep. Lots Texas of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's it's a it's a common common thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know, this girl is so bright-eyed and like bushy-tailed with a huge smile on her face and she's got her big backpack and she walks up to a dog that's sitting at the gas station and says, "Hey girl," and then goes, "Excuse me. Hey boy." And I just like the implication that she just looked at the dog's dick. <laughs> She's like, "You have a penis." <laughs> Excuse me. Hey. Excuse me. Hi boy. Hello, sir. <laughs> I don't know why it really made me laugh. Um, and this is Annie, and she is going to be the camp's cook so she's on her way to camp crystal lake and she walks into an adult or like yeah she's like probably 17 you get 18 i don't know yeah she's a camp counselor age they're all like 17 to 19 ish and she goes into a cafe in this small town and announces to everyone with, again, a big smile on her face in a way that normal people don't behave like, hey, everybody, I'm headed to Camp Crystal Lake. Like, can anybody <laughs> give me a ride over there? Is there any bus that goes over there? And the whole hush falls upon the diner. I don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And eventually they agree to have this one truck driver drive her. So she walks out with him, and as they're walking towards his truck, a guy pops out and says, "Don't go there! Like you'll be, you'll die if you go there. You're doomed. It's uh, that place is haunted and it's cursed. Like don't, you'll die." 
And the truck driver pushes him out of the way. He's like, oh, get out of here, Ralph. Get out of here. You're scaring the girl. (laughs) (laughs) And so crazy Ralph walks off while the truck driver is rolling his eyes at him. And then she he helps her into the truck by grabbing her entire butt to hoist her up. It's yeah. so gross. And she's just absolutely not reacting to any of any of this. Like, she's just like, thanks so much, mister. Like, thanks for the push into the car with your hands on my butt. Like, let's go drive off. I don't know you. Um, absolutely Oof. just clueless to the danger. It was a different time, 1980. It was a different time. Yeah. So she, in when they're driving towards the camp crystal lake he's saying he can't go all the way but he can take her halfway and he on the drive tells her about a boy who drowned in the lake a year before the counselors uh were killed in 1958 and he says a lot of bad things happen there it is actually you know the towns we do kind of think it is cursed and we're all a little scared of it i don't really want to take you all the way there and she's like you sound like crazy ralph and she's rolling her eyes at him doesn't doesn't take any of this seriously so he drops her off halfway and she gets out and starts walking on foot and then we cut to another car of counselors driving towards the camp and this is uh ned marcy and jack and jack is notably kevin bacon and Mm. they're all excited joking with each other having a good time pull pull up to the camp and we meet Steve and Alice are already there. Other counselors getting the camp ready. It's kind of run down. No one's been there in a long time. So they have a lot of work to fix it up. Steve is seems to be in charge. He's older than the rest of them. He's probably 30. Do you feel like it's been shut down since the murders? Has it been shut down that long? Yeah, I think so. Now they're getting it back together. Okay. Yeah. Who hired them? Is there somebody like there? Um... No, there's like a little mention of of who they got permission from. I don't know that anybody hired them. I think they just like asked if they could go do. I don't know. I don't really know. I would love to run a summer camp. I don't have the personality to do it, but I would (laughs) love it. (laughs) If If I did. Oh, my God. What a dream. That's very interesting. <laughs> do you guys not agree? I wouldn't love to do it, no. I don't think I would love to do it. It's also, I just think it's interesting to like really want to do something that you don't feel suited for, so therefore it wouldn't be fun, but you do wish you could have fun doing it. Yeah, I do. I do. I just like the idea of like living in community in that way. It sounds like really Aww, nice. That is nice. And like a that beautiful nice. location with like no intense stakes. As you can see in the photo behind me, Oh, I love their outfits. Look at those suspenders. I know. Yeah, I love the suspenders. I love Kevin Bacon's little tiny shorts. <gasps> I love when oh men were wearing God. little tiny shorts. It's great. It's really great. Yeah, it's a everyone's got some fun style. And they're all they've got a lot of work to do. So everyone's tending to whatever their assigned job is, painting, fixing the little gutters or whatever. And we get the sense that there is some romantic history between Steve and Alice. Let me get a little photo of them up here. Ah! Oh, my God. Look at this. Look. This is really making me want like summer to be I here. Know. Like summer, summer. Like I want to mm. I want to wear that outfit, his outfit by a river. 
Oh, I guess for people who can't see these visuals, everyone's wearing hot, hot denim shorts, belts. Teeny, tiny cutoffs. This guy doesn't have a shirt on, but he does have a red handkerchief around his neck, and he's standing in a very suggestive way. (laughs) Um, He honestly wouldn't look out of place today. No. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. And we meet uh, two other of the counselors, Bill and Brenda. Again, just as we're kind of moving around the camp and, oh, Brenda is setting up an archery range, like a big straw target thing. She's setting it on basically an easel. This is where the archery range will go. And right after she sets it down, uh, Ned shoots an arrow at the middle of the target, literally like inches away from her. And it really scares her. She yells at him like, oh, what the fuck? Like you could have hit me. And the special effects supervisor, Tom Savini, did that, like performed the arrow shot. So I don't know. It was just like real. And I don't that really stressed me out. We know there's actors rights issues at this time. And so I just feel Big like time. that could have been <laughs> could have gone awry. That could have gone awry. I would not agree to that. I one time did archery and I was so scared the whole time because it's just like this is a fucking crazy weapon. And yeah, I was in a place where there were literally 100 people with bow and arrows. And I was just I, I felt really stressed. I did not like was it. Was this place the Ren Fair? No, it was an archery range. It was in L.A. Oh, okay. I feel the same way about axe throwing. Yes. People have gotten really into axe throwing, and I'm like, what the yeah, fuck I'm are we doing, doing just, like, letting regulars you throw guys, axes? My, uh, so, I'm... Henley? <laughs> you love axe throwing. What if? No. Okay, so, you know, I'm coming to L.A. next week. It's for my team offsite. One oh, of the boy. things, one of the, like, optional mm. activities on Thursday night is axe throwing. And on our no. Slack on our Slack channel, we had to, like, throw a little check mark if you're coming, throw a little negative mark if you're not coming. And I waited as long as humanly possible to respond and then finally got a personalized message being like, you have to respond to axe throwing. <laughs> I'm one of only two people who's not going. i got to tell you, there are, like, 36 check marks, two <laughs> negative marks. <laughs> One of them. The other person is like leaving, going back to London. I have no excuse. No one's asked me what my excuse is. All I've done is said I'm not going because I really don't want to go axe throwing. I really just don't want to. With like coworkers. Proud of you for for sticking to what you want. I think that's great. I just really don't want to do that. You don't have you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. They call it optional, and even though everyone's going, I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Don't do it. You don't got to do that. <laughs> oh, we're you. getting a getting a new Rob background on Emily's screen. Damn. He's got some great photo shoots. The man is extremely photogenic. Excuse me, science's most perfect face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean Patton Oswalt? <laughs> Patton Oswalt's face is perfectly nice, but it's not science's best. No. Um, but I just, yeah, wanted to flag that because Tom Savini... I recognize that name. I think he's done a lot of makeup and special effects. He did it for Dawn of the Dead as well. And he's also mm. an actor. So the name sounded familiar to me. But this and then something else that he happens later made me really mad. <laughs> mm. oh, we're boy. mad at you, Tom. Yeah, we're mad at you, Tom. So there is a thunderstorm, a Bruin. Ooh, I love a thunderstorm. Do we know where in the country this is? I by think the way? New Jersey, somewhere really? there. Yeah. Ugh. Summer camp in New Jersey. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't actually know for sure. But Steve is going to head into town to get some supplies 
Mm-hmm. As he leaves, we cut back to Annie, the cook that's still trying to get there, hitching a ride with someone in a green Jeep. And we don't see who it is. We just mm. see her again, smiling so happy. Thanks so much <laughs> for picking me up. Um, I'm headed to Camp Crystal Lake. And they pass the turnoff for Camp Crystal Lake. And this Jeep Uh-oh. does not slow down. And I don't like finally, that. Annie starts getting nervous, says, I think that might have been the turnoff fast there. Uh, could you could you stop? I, I'll just get out here. And the person is not stopping. And eventually she opens the door and jumps out of the car. It was oh, so shit. Good okay. for you, Annie. Yeah, I didn't didn't think you had it in you. I hope to never have to do that. I hope so, too. too. I hope that for everybody. (laughs) Jump out of a moving car. People do it a lot in movies, and I bet it would hurt. She's running through the woods now, trying to get away from this person that we see is pursuing her. And Mm. it's a long chase. She is really hurt, yeah, because she fell out, jumped out of the car. So she's stumbling and in pain. And eventually, the person catches up with her and... Slits her throat, and we see it. Oh no! We see see it. We see it happen. Yep. Get a little close up of that throat being slit. What? You're gonna show us a picture of it? Don't do that. No, I don't have a picture of it. Oh, I thought you were said. Here's a little close up. Okay, sorry. You'll get a close up of something, something else later. But for now, you're safe. Okay. Mm. Thanks. Okay, so this is death number three. I'm counting because I need to know. Okay. Yes. Good. Yeah. Keep track. And then we cut back to the camp and we see all the counselors going for a swim. This is the little dock area. Looks nice. And Mm. after they've swum, they're like on the swam, 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 swam. They've been swimming after they've been swimming. (laughs) The word has been swimming. I don't think that's right. Swim. I don't think that's right. Like, but after swam, they swam, swam, been swimming, past tense, swim, swam. It can't be swum. It's definitely swam. not. It's swam. Swam. It's swam. But it's I mean, swam. in this context, swim. I think that you would say swim after they'd been swimming. After they're done swimming, yeah, swum. They're laying on the shore and Ned is still in the water and he starts flailing around and screaming and kind of going under and the speed at which all of them kick into gear is incredibly impressive they say something's wrong with Ned they all jump up grab the life preservers literally all six of them or however many there are like jump into the water swim out to him one of them takes a canoe out and they like get him into the canoe Dang, so these are well-prepared camp counselors. Yeah, we're, it, it's impressive. And then they get Ned onto the dock and are doing CPR, and he kisses whoever, the Brenda or whatever. He was, he was faking it. it. And I would be so fucking mad. <laughs> I would that be too. Is not it's okay. not funny. And they are all like, oh my God, Ned, you silly goose. And I would be like, Mm-mm. Ned, you fucking piece of shit. If you ever fucking do that again, I'm never speaking to you literally ever again. <laughs> this yeah. d- that did remind me though that my sexual favorite thing, my favorite thing in horror movies is when people are competent. It's like the most fun experience when people are good at fighting mm-hmm. back. I love it more than anything. That's not what this was, but yeah, I got a little taste of it and I want more. Yeah, yeah it, it it did show us that they are capable of reacting in an emergency situation. 
which is a good omen for what's showed us two important what's things. To come. They are capable, and Ned is a piece of shit. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Both of those we'll see more of later. We get some more POV shots, like through the woods. Someone is watching them. So, and more of the. Yes, Sammy, please keep doing that. I find that deeply soothing when you do that. That's the That's definition nice. of ASMR. Yeah, I'm not really into ASMR, but I like I think you, you might Sammy, be. doing that sound. I think you might be. Great. 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 Um, so then we see Alice in her cabin. Alice is the one that has this something with Steve, not to be confused with Annie, who's dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> we won't be hearing from her again. We won't be hearing from her again. And Alice is cleaning up her cabin, getting her little bed ready or whatever, and sees a snake slithering around in the cabin, screams, and again, everyone comes to her like side right after like what's going on and she says there's a snake and they f they like flip the bed she's like i can't sleep in here with the snake in here you have to kill it and so one of the guys i can't remember bill comes in with like a shovel or something flips the bed over and chops the snake in half and <laughs> as i was watching it i was like they 100 percent chopped this snake in half for real <gasps> really and they did and it's no. even worse than that yes oh absolutely like in watching i was like there's no fucking way this is fake <laughs> they brought a real snake in and chopped it's it in worse half? it's worse than that it's worse than that no why no it's why? not because they had to do it a bunch of times they had to do it a bunch of times no no it's thankfully not that bad but they practiced on like a puppy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not that bad, not that bad. No, but Tom Savini, this was Tom Savini's idea. This was not in the script, but he said that this oh. happened to him one time at a camp. And so he's like, we should do this. And I don't have a weird thing with snakes. It just happened to me once. They hired an animal trainer and this was his pet snake. And they did not tell him they were going to do this. No! And they did it for real. And they killed his fucking pet snake for real. And the animal trainer had to be held back from like crying. And he like wanted to hit what's his face tom savini he fucking shut up and, and was like devastated isn't that horrible oh my god there's nothing you could say about this movie that would be more horrific than that i know piece of information. i was so upset that's devastating that that's like so up. cruel that's fucked up i hope that the animal trainer took tom to court over that because tom savini i'm looking this motherfucker up who is this guy he's still working he's no um, not, not if i have anything not to anymore. do he's in something coming up that i was like oh man he's still getting like good oh, he's job. like an actor huh how the fuck do you oh, let me see <laughs> he's in Oh, the Black Phone, which is the movie coming up with Ethan Hawke. Oh, with um, Ethan Hawke. He's Hawk. one of the like special effects supervisors on that. I'm sorry. This looks like a guy who would kill your pet snake and not be upset about it. <laughs> wow, that looks like um Guy Fury. Um, yeah, I was really upset to hear that. I'm gonna write him a letter. And yeah, Tom, if you're listening, and we know you are. You can go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. Go fuck Tom, yourself. Tom, that really was that really was not okay. And and I hope you are. I hope you've apologized. I hope you really feel like that was the wrong choice. But I looked up if they did a court thing, and it was kind of just like there's not really much to do. And it's I think you could get like a thousand dollars or something. It's just not really worth the 
headache. Cool, because like the thing happened. You kid the right. The pet is dead. You you killed my pet. Like what? You I can't get that back. You you killed my pet. Yeah. Very upsetting. Oh God, that that's like I don't understand. I don't understand. That's like so unnecessary. Well, and also, like all of them had to. The director had to okay that. I mean, I feel like. Well, I guess I don't know who wow. for sure knew that they were going to do it for real. And maybe it was one of those things where they're like, let's not tell them. And everyone can react for real when we chop this oh, snake in half for real. I really hate that. That's so awful. It's terrible. Snakes are cool. Yeah. Sorry. That's the worst. That's the worst of it. Probably. Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah, let's, just- <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap it up. So I think we're done here. Then a cop comes by looking for Crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph is uh, on the loose, and I guess they Uh-oh. need to figure out where he went. And later when Alice is cleaning some more, she finds Ralph in a closet, just standing in a closet. <laughs> And oh he comes out at her and again says, this place is cursed. You're doomed. You're doomed if you stay here. And all of them, all of them run in and are shooing him out of the cabin. And he turns he, as he's getting on his bicycle to ride away. He's like, God sent me here to warn you. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. Literally, couldn't he says it just a hundred times. <laughs> so many times this warning from a stranger. Another good trope. And now it's getting dark and we see everyone is somewhat split up again still attending to their own little assigned tasks and we see ned hears something coming out of his cabin like whimper and says uh is uh, hello is, uh, can i help you is somebody in here and goes in to investigate we cut away we don't see what happens <laughs> and it's starting to get stormy some we're hearing some thunder uh, and lightning is flashing and the lighting of the lightning flashing is very, uh, it's just ridiculous. It's like a flashlight shining at them. Just the, nice. ca- the, the lighting department did a, a real bad job making it actually look like lightning. It's very funny. It's just like the warmest light, like a sun for just a second <laughs> Son. it's so funny but they're like oh lightning we better get inside and marcy and jack seem to be a couple and they run into their cabin and they are starting to get a little canoodle. hot and hot and heavy starting to canoodle and we know what that means murder murder <laughs> and they're hooking up on the bottom bunk. There's bunk beds. And as they're hooking up, the camera pulls up to reveal that in the top bunk is Ned's dead body with his throat slit. Oh, gross. Oh, no. Not good. Ned's dead. That's our fourth body. Four. Number four. Okay. Five if you count the snake. I bet. I bet. I bet oh, I do count the snake. Count I snake. bet we're about to get five and six. Mm-hmm. And we cut to one of the other cabins, kind of the main hangout cabin, where Alice, Bill, and Brenda are decide to play strip monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a funny detail that happened was I think it's Brenda that goes first and she rolls the dice. And goes double sixes, but the camera's close enough to see that that's definitely not what she rolled. It's like a one <laughs> and a two, funny. but it's just like the <laughs> script obviously called for her to say double sixes. And they're like, oh, you mean he, 
you can't force her to roll double sixes every time. So it just made me laugh. Double sixes. It's not. (laughs) We can't not show it. (laughs) It's like, ah, fuck it. Use that. Use that take. (laughs) After Marcy and Jack finish having sex, Marcy gets up to go to the bathroom Mm. and she puts a little raincoat over her underwear and a little t-shirt and just goes out into the rain barefoot in just her like underwear and a raincoat. And Jack stays laying in bed and lights up a cigarette and a drop of blood hits him on the forehead. <gasps> Ugh, I don't like this. This is gross. And as he presses his hand to it and looks at it, a hand comes from below the bed and grabs him Ew. and holds him down. Someone is under the bed and an Ew. arrow comes out through his chest and it comes like slowly enough that first the skin just like mountains before the arrow breaks through it's so gross how did they do that that's interesting i've got a picture for you guys oh my god ew i don't like that ew gross gross ew that hand on his head is like really nasty too yeah, it's scary. I, this is genuinely, I feel like, was I had bunk beds as a kid, and this was a constant fear of mine that someone was under yeah, the bunk. Yeah. I guess most kids are afraid of someone under the bed, but yeah, uh, yeah, it being a bunk bed really took it to another level for me. And when you're on the top bunk, there's all sorts of space where someone should be exactly. under. I was always scared of bunk beds. I was scared I would roll off the top bunk and die, so I would never go on a top bunk. Which is like the whole fun of bunk beds, but it scared me. I too had much. the rail on the top bunk. Yeah, sure. I was I was convinced I would fling myself enough in my sleep. <laughs> I, I would did just fall roll off the right. top bunk once in my sleep, and I didn't actually. Did? I didn't actually with the rail. I didn't wake up. I don't know if it was with the rail or not. Maybe you didn't wake up. I didn't wake up. My mom heard what? a noise <laughs> and came into my room, and I was sitting cross-legged in the middle of the floor. <laughs> what? Asleep. Wait, did you hurt yourself? I did. You I bruised a rib. You fell off the bed and then sat up and stayed asleep? I guess so. Were you on hard drugs? No, I think I was like 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so scary to walk in and find your child asleep sitting upright. That's terrifying. Yeah. Kids are scary. A thump, and then to walk in and your kid's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very scared. Very, very scary. So keep an eye out, hun. Okay. <laughs> kids are, good, kids good are scary. We've day. learned that. Kids are fucking scary. Kids are scary. They are. Uh, so we go back to... Okay, so that's fine. Marcy is... We see her in the bathroom, and we're getting those POV shots again, and we're seeing someone is in there with her. This guy moves fast. hmm As she's at the sink washing her face and brushing her teeth or whatever, she hears something in there with her, and calls out thinking it's Jack or one of the other counselors messing with her. And she pinpoints the noise as coming from the shower room. So there's these little shower stalls with curtains Mm -mm. and she one at a time opens each of these shower curtains. (laughs) Mm -mm. Like I know you're in here. It's empty, empty, empty. And the last one is also empty. And she says, must've been my imagination. And we see, a shadow of an axe rising behind her and she turns (laughs) and makes this face (laughs) 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 just uh, no reaction to run or anything just immediately crying which you know who knows what you would do in that situation (laughs) that looks about right that looks about right 
Uh, and she gets an axe straight to the face. And again, it shows it. It shows her uh, face cut in half. And it looks pretty good. Oh, gross. Which is, I guess, probably Tom Savini to thank. So. Okay, you know what? Th- that just made me so mad. Okay, six deaths. First of all, I don't want to forget. Second of all, Tom Savini, if you are a fucking makeup prosthetics genius, you can't make a fake snake that looks realistically yeah. right. You can do an axe to the face, but you're not going to do a fucking fake snake. Yeah, this guy ridiculous. Sucks. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Unacceptable. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So we go back to the the three other counselors playing the strip Monopoly. And it's taking ages and everyone is still mostly fully clothed. Well, uh, Brenda and Bill are mostly unclothed. She still has a bra and underwear on. He still has his underwear on. But Alice seems to be winning. She is still clothed, which is our first hint that she'll probably be our final girl. Because I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we're not sexualizing her yet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the door blows open from the storm and it scares them. And and Brenda, I think at that moment, is like, I should get I should get into bed anyways. Like, I'll head back to my cabin. And again, she doesn't put any of her clothes back on. She just throws a raincoat over <laughs> her bra and underwear. It's summer camp, baby. I guess. Doing I, but again, yeah. I don't think she puts shoes on and just is like, bye. It's <laughs> just so strange to me. And we see Steve at a diner in town talking to the waitress there saying or like closing out his bill or something like he had dinner there and was like okay like time for me to head back to the campers and we see that he gets into a green jeep in the driver's seat mm-hmm. oh and that's the it was a green jeep before mm-hmm. oh uh-huh. <laughs> okay back at the camp we see brenda getting into bed and as she's she's in a nasty nightgown now and she's opens up a book is about to have a nice little evening bedtime reading time and hears help me (laughs) like really softly help me (laughs) and she gets up and goes outside this time no raincoat just a nasty nightgown is pouring rain now she's getting immediately drenched and she's following the the voice and saying, where are you? Where are you? I'm like, I can help you. Where are you? And ends up in the middle of the archery range and all the lights turn on and she can't see any, they're like really bright. And so she can't see anywhere around her. And we just see that she's standing basically right in front of that archery target from earlier. (laughs) And it cuts away and we just hear screaming back in the cabin with Alice and Bill. Alice, it says, like, I think I heard a scream and the lights at the archery range just went on. Bill, they're already off again already, but Bill is like, okay, let's go check it out. I don't know why that would have happened. So the two of them go to check that. They don't see anything there. And they go to the cabin where Jack and Marcy and Ned would have been. And none of them are there. And they find a bloody axe tucked in one of the beds <laughs> like it's sleeping <laughs> in the bed and alice goes what is going on <laughs> can't be anything bad what the heck is they going on their little axe into sleep <laughs> and she says i think we should call someone and they go to the cabin that has the phone in it phone line is dead try another mm. phone that phone line is also dead 
they go out to the truck that they drove up in and the car won't start. And she asks Bill, what's the matter with the car? And he says, it's too wet. <laughs> Which I don't think is a thing. <laughs> it's too wet. The car won't start. It's too wet. It's too wet for the car. Oh, that's man. like me. Anytime anybody asks me a question, I don't know the answer to. Yeah, it's a guy. It's this. Yeah, it's definitely this. <laughs> mm, it's wet. It's too wet. I know. So <laughs> they're scared and they don't know what to do. They can't. They can't figure out. They can't leave. They can't call anybody. But they say, okay, Steve's going to be back soon. So, and he's got a car and we'll just wait for Steve and everything's going to be great. They go back inside. Meanwhile, Steve's car breaks down like just a little bit away from the camp. And so he walks on foot the rest of the way. And as he's walking up, he runs into someone, again, POV, and says, oh, what are you doing out here so late? And then Steve is killed. Oh, so Steve knows this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the power goes out for the whole camp. And right. Bill okay. goes to check the generator. Yeah, now it's just Bill, Bill and Alice left. And Bill goes out to check the generator. Alice tries to get some sleep, which I feel like is also a really weird thing to do in this instance. She's like, well, I guess you would be pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> But all like literally everyone, you know, is missing and you just found a bloody axe. Yeah. So she's like, I'll get some shut eye. I'll try to get some rest. (laughs) Sure. And she's not what I would be doing. Yeah. She does fall asleep for a second and then wakes up screaming and gets scared like she's had a nightmare or something and goes to find goes to search for Bill. Uh, As she's looking in the generator room, she doesn't see him. But then as she walks out of the generator room, she closes the door and he is pinned to the door with arrows. Uh, God, it was this one person in loves eye? archery. in his eye. Ew. And. Okay, so now she knows something's really wrong. Yeah, so now, <laughs> now we're really scared. Um, she goes back into, the ca- into one of the cabins and starts really inefficiently trying to, like, reinforce it. She, I mean, it's, it's, it's good that she's making an effort to. Right, right. What else are you going to do, I guess? I just remembered something I might know about this movie because of Scream. Yes, I was going to say, I was trying not to remind you. I don't know. I don't remember. Great. Great. Because, yeah, it it okay. is spoiled in Scream. Um, but so she takes a rope and starts to, it's like a rope on the ceiling that she ties onto the door handle so that whoever's on the other side of the door like won't be able to pull it open. And she's like moving all the furniture in front of it and she's closing some oh, of the no. curtains, but not all of the curtains. And she'll at some points be looking out the window, which the way that it works when there's light inside and it's dark outside. So you're you not going to be able see. to see anything, but they're just going to be able to very much see you. Yeah. So she's trying to be smart about some things, but also is not being smart about other things. Mm-hmm. And she, but she's panicking. She's freaking the fuck out. And that. <sighs> is understandable (laughs) and as she's huddled up in the corner of one of the rooms trying to hide brenda's body is thrown through the window and we see she's all cut up and dead and i don't think she has arrows in her though but she's she's sliced she's sliced in the face Mm. jesus and she's screaming and she runs out of that cabin And 
as she's running out, she sees a green Jeep driving up. And she runs toward it going, Steve, Steve, Steve. Oh, oh no. Okay. And out of the van, out of the Jeep comes a woman uh, in like a little cable knit sweater, an older woman in her 50s. Uh, Alice is crying and, and, and like throws herself at her, hugs her and is like, oh, my God, they're all dead. They're all dead. And the woman is trying to calm her down, being like, oh, my God, sweetie, like, tell me what's going on. Like, I used to work. I used to work here a long time ago. And. Just thought I'd pop up in the middle of this stormy night. <laughs> and she says, I'm Mrs. Voorhees. Like, tell me, tell me what happened. Oh, I remember something. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I remember it from Scream. I think it's from one of those docu- documentaries we watched. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So she's like, show, t- show me what happened. Show me, uh, show me like, your friends. Like, And so Alice starts taking her around to show her the massacre that has happened. Jesus Christ. And Mrs. Voorhees is making a real big show of being like, oh, my God. And like, like throwing herself. This is news to me. (laughs) I'm being like, oh, the horror, the absolute horror. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Like as if she's going to faint. She's playing it real big and alice from this to her credit is already like suspicious and she's like okay this is she's being a little dramatic about this even though it's like a bunch of dead people (laughs) she's still being weird about it Mm -hmm. then mrs Voorhees turns to alice gets a somewhat sinister look on her face and says did you hear about the boy that drowned here the year before the murders 1957 his name was jason he should have been watched by the counselors, but they weren't watching. They were busy having sex. <laughs> nice. And she says, wow, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. <gasps> and Alice is oh my God. Uh, getting very scared now. And mm-hmm. Mrs. Voorhees kind of looks off into the distance and has a bit of a flashback vision. We see the the little boy drowning and calling out help me help me and mrs war he says i am jason i am <gasps> and what? she's great i feel like uh yeah what was her name betsy palmer she reminds me a lot of amy sedaris <laughs> oh that's oh. good like just the way that she's playing it so big and so over the top it, it it's pretty fun and she starts screaming at Alice, you let him drown. You didn't pay any attention to him. You let Jason drown. And she pulls a knife from her waist and a big knife and starts charging at Alice. And Alice stumbles back and grabs a fire poker from the fireplace. My weapon. weapon of choice. Love of fire poker. And smacks Mrs. Voorhees really hard. Mrs. Voorhees falls. She's smacks her again you love to see someone take a second shot when the, when the killer has been always do more than you feel is necessary mm-hmm. uh but she stops at two which i feel mm, like not enough. <laughs> still not enough uh and she runs out of the cabin screaming 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 bloody murder i guess this actress got this part from her screams and she's good at screaming mm. but it's also when you're running from someone from the person yeah you probably don't want to make as much noise as possible like yeah. the volume is is high and as she's screaming she's now 
running into all of the other dead bodies that she hadn't found yet like the one at the archery range i think and steve like falls down from somewhere like he's because she's been hiding i guess mrs Voorhees has been hiding these bodies and now they're all kind of this woman is so good at her job she's like her job and i hope she's getting paid (laughs) her job of this is her career her job of being a, a serial killer (laughs) <laughs> of just hauling these full-grown people around. And she brought Steve there to then hide him. I have so many questions, but I'm not. I'm going to reserve them <laughs> until we get to the okay. end. Of this. <laughs> Alice hides in a room full of guns, but she can't find the bullets, and so there's just all these guns, and she can't load it. And uh, Mrs. Voorhees comes in, and she's like, she's talking to herself in a kind of a split personality type way, where she's part Jason, part. Uh, Mrs. Voorhees and she's saying kill her mommy kill her I wait I am Jason I will Jason and Ugh. Alice doesn't have any weapons that are functional and so as Mrs. Voorhees is approaching her she's just grabbing shit off the tables and throwing it at her and one of the things she grabs is a, a literal ball of yarn <laughs> that will really do it funny and eventually Mrs. Voorhees charges at her slaps her a bunch because I guess she doesn't have her knife uh, handy and they get into another little fight and Alice is able to get away again, like gets past her and goes into another one of the cabins, hides in a storage closet, like the kitchen, I think is what it like the, the um, pantry. And again, Mrs. Voorhees finds her and now she has a machete and she uh, like holds it up like she's about to strike Alice with it. And Alice grabs a big fat like cast iron frying pan and Ooh. smacks Mrs. Voorhees with that and knocks her out. And her head is bleeding. So now we're feeling pretty good. That looked mm-hmm. like a pretty, pretty good shot. And Alice runs out to the waterfront by the docks and is huddled by the water crying. At this point, like, what would you do? I feel like I would keep running. But she just stops and cries. Yeah. <laughs> Not to shame her, <laughs> but I think I would keep running for sure. I would, no, I would keep, probably I, keep running just from just like adrenaline. Run. I think you would want to keep moving just because like you wouldn't know what else to do. Yeah. yeah. But thankfully, she's crying, looking right over into the water and is able to see the reflection of Mrs. Voorhees once again coming for her again with the machete. Alice grabs a uh, or one of the paddles from the canoes and mm-hmm. hits her with it. It like breaks in half. So now the oar is two like stabby pieces of wood and they're the, the machete has fallen and knocked out of her hand. So now they're kind of fighting with these little pieces of wood and Alice kicks her or something and is able to scramble away for a second and grabs the machete, turns back, swings it. We get our super, super slow-mo shot of Mrs. Voorhees' face like, oh no! (laughs) (laughs) And she decapitates her and her head flies off. It's a very funny little shot because I just think that would be incredibly difficult to do. You would have to be so strong. (laughs) There's like so much fun force would be required to do yeah. that to do a full to do a full beheading yeah but she does In one it. swipe yeah incredible uh she does it and she did it she killed her great and she is completely you know in shock and mm-hmm. she just gets into one of the canoes and pushes it out into the middle of the lake 
and she doesn't have uh, the oar anymore because it's split in half. So she's just floating in the lake. And the next day, the sun, the sun is shining and we just see her hanging over the side of the canoe, looking exhausted. And we see police cars arriving at the camp and they notice her in the water and are calling out to her, like, come in, come in. We go like, we're here to to save you. <laughs> and as she's looking like, oh, my God, like things are going to be OK. Oh, nice no. music is playing. Oh, and boy. then from the water, <gasps> out comes fucking Jason. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, that was that photo. That was the photo that you accidentally had yeah. on before. Okay, I was so wondering that's that was why come. he wears a mask. Yeah. And, but like this doesn't make sense. Like he has literally been dead for 30 years. I don't years. get it. Uh, so then it cuts to black and she wakes up screaming in a hospital. And so it's like, oh, was she uh, imagining this it? This didn't happen. Okay. Uh, she says to the doctors, like, are, are tending to her and being like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. And she's like, are they all dead? Are they all dead? And they say, yeah, all your all your friends are dead. That part's not okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's... Sorry. When I said it was okay, I meant, <laughs> I meant um, you're mm, alive. I meant the other stuff. So you're alive. You're alive. Um, but it's, it's not. It's bad. <laughs> Everybody else is dead. And she says, what about the boy, Jason? And they say, what? Like, there was no boy. And she said that Jason in the in the lake, I saw him. He he grabbed me. He, he like knocked me out. He's the reason I was unconscious and I don't remember getting here. And they're like, there's no Jason. We never found any boy. And she goes, then he's still out there and looks off into the distance. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <gasps> Very interesting so we don't even get hockey mask at all isn't that wild i was shocked that's crazy we don't even we don't really even get jason at all it's not jason is not really the killer in this which is what Ghostface says in scream yes okay okay it was mrs Voorhees. yes mm, wait so is on the cover of the film and stuff is there a hockey mask or does that none of that come until the second movie it doesn't even come until the third movie what? Really? It's so iconic. That doesn't make any sense to well, me. Well, there's 12 movies, so there was still 10 movies of Hockey Mask. With the Hockey Mask. But yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. I didn't know that. I assumed that it would be in this movie, but it's not. And I'm shocked that it's not in the second, because Jason is in the second movie, but he wears a bag over his head. <laughs> like a okay, sack, a burlap okay. sack with eye oh holes. Oh my That's God. funny. So it, it takes him a while to sort of get his vibe. So Jason, as we meet him in the future films, is... The, uh, uh, reanimated corpse, essentially. Again, Betsy Palmer. That was another thing that she had said, where she was just like, "Well, that's stupid." She's like, "Yeah, I have no idea who Jason is because Jason's dead." <laughs> but I think they just had enough success that they're like, "Yeah, fuck it." He just comes back from the dead. Maybe he didn't die. He or just comes he... back from the dead. Yeah, I'm curious to see the the reasoning, the explanation behind it. I guess we never really see his face or his like body, so we don't know. Well, I feel like we just saw it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in future films, but yeah, I just want to know what what's going on under under that mask. I guess. Yeah, I mean, only eleven more movies to go, and we'll find out. Yeah, I guess. I guess we've got plenty of opportunities. <laughs> Let's only do these movies from here on out. Um. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to know, listeners, where you rank the Friday the Thirteenth movies in that the kind of iconic 
killers, Michael, Freddy, Ghostface. Is J- do people like Jason? Are these movies? Do people like, how do people like Jason? Do you guys like Jason? <laughs> do they like think he's cool? Or- <laughs> uh, uh, um, I'm also I I guess I wonder too like. Now that he's maybe a, maybe dead or like a corpse, it maybe makes more sense that he and Freddy hang out, or I guess are enemies. Mm, but yeah, maybe that's, that's there's true. something that's to explore there. Because I thought he was like a living person, but maybe he's not. Yeah, maybe he can transcend the the dream world. Ten only ten people died. This was a mom movie after all, and as you guys know, I'm only into mom content. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is good for you. So hen. I loved it. The greatest mom, Pamela Voorhees. Voorhees. Voorhees is such a great name. People ask me what kind of mom I want to be like or if I have any role models. I now I'll be able to say Pamela Voorhees. And only that will that really suss out who I want to hang out with pretty quickly, whether they get that reference or not. Mm -hmm. Good litmus test. Sammy, thank you for doing such an excellent job once again. Can you do the little noise again? I could just take a nap. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy we did this. It's been, uh, you know, almost three years of the podcast and, and took us this long took to us, do. Took us this long. This classic. And to be honest, you know, it wasn't my favorite. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Doesn't feel like it really had a lot of much going on other than oh you're dead up oh, you're dead yeah oh, you're dead i think i'm more interested in the later ones where they get sillier because that's part of what i like about uh-huh. nightmare on elm street so much is how silly freddy is and how much fun mm-hmm. he's having and i guess mrs Voorhees was a little silly at the end but there's not <laughs> much of it it's just at the very end that we get that yeah so i don't know i i, I want a campier a campier version yeah, I'm into that. I want to see him in space. I want to see him in space. I want to see him I take Manhattan. See him take Manhattan. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see him it's take just Manhattan. That phrasing, take Manhattan. It's so fun loving and joyful. I know. It reminds yeah. me of like going shopping. Like the Olsen twins take Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> he probably yeah. never got to go to Manhattan. He didn't live. You know, it's probably his little sort of vacation. Mm-hmm. Jason takes Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. Great video app, Sammy. Good job with those visuals. Yeah great visuals yeah. and reminder listeners if you want to see the video version of this episode go to our patreon at patreon.com slash tsdw podcast and uh join join us join us join us join join us um and voice as far as voices uh, there's that you know we talked about the 80s voices henley mm-hmm. once that oh, where yeah. they're just the acting is just different i feel like there's that like what is going on here? That kind yes. of like, what the heck is going? I'm adding in that the heck. That's my the, personal what touch. Is going, what is going on here? Where did everybody go? <laughs> it's like really enunciating everything. I'm going to Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> yeah. So from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Goodbye. 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 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. And no matter what, we will see you right here next week for another episode. We love you so much. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>